1: Another miss to the to that You're tuned in to the
3: Eagle Hour.
4: What? No, no Dixie Darling? No Dixie Darling stuff today? Oh,
2: I'm I'm a little bit behind
3: it here. Again. What's
4: wrong with you? Keep that up, we're going to change your name.
2: <laughs> well, I always get harassed for doing my Dixie Darling chops. So,
4: yeah. welcome to the Eagle Hour. Kelly not dancing today in the Southern Bank Core Studio. Bob and Kelly here. Luke at the Southern Bank Core Studio over at Laura. We're glad you're with us. For another edition of the Eagle Hour, I want to thank Dickie's Barbecue Pit, as we always do, for sponsoring the opening segment of the Eagle Hour. That's a great place. I'd be calling right now, Kelly Sanner, and get my catering lined up for homecoming.
2: Yeah, a lot of big events uh, scheduled this weekend in conjunction with homecoming. Not just, not just the fans tailgating, but, you know, different homecoming events on campus. So the earlier, the better, for sure.
4: All right, out of practice this morning. I got some uh, good interviews with Jason Brownlee and Jordan Mahaffey. We'll be uh, running those a little later in the program. Uh, gonna go right now though to a uh, Heath Hinton, Big Gold Nation. One thing kind of jumped out at me this morning in practice, Heath, is uh, Jake Lang taking a uh, second string snaps, and uh, looks like uh, he now is the backup quarterback. Keys not. Well, he was at practice, but uh, in street clothes and uh, not not engaged at all.
3: Yeah. Keys has a, an injured wrist. I mean, it's cast on it. it he's not going to be back for a while. And, and Jake Lang, look, he's done. Jake Lang has saved more points for this team than people realize, not from being backup quarterback, but, you know, what he does on special teams. If people go back and watch it, some of the stuff he's done as far as getting snaps down, Luke, I know you've probably seen it. He, yep. the bad snaps, getting the snap down for the field goal and – uh PATs, he's made some miraculous saves. So Jake Lang, really an unsung hero of this team this year.
4: You know, that's something you take for granted, too. You just automatically assume that the guy taking the snap and placing the ball for extra points and field goals, that that just automatically happens. But as you point out, uh, Heath, that's not the case. And uh, that that's an important role on a team.
3: It is. It's, it's vitally important because you got to get that snap down, spin it, get the laces out. I mean, Luke can speak to more on this than I can, but that job is not easy back there, is it, Luke?
0: No, it's not. And, and what it comes from, it becomes second nature when you do it, you know, 50 to 100 reps a day or, or whatever you do. And I can remember one time in, in overtime, we were, uh, Dustin injured his hamstring my junior year, and I had to go in and, and hold for McCaleb, you know, just off the bench. You didn't have much experience with it. And, you know, but but yeah, I mean got, things like that. And we're we're talking about the obvious stuff yesterday and today. Uh, you know, y'all gonna talk about what Coach Hall said in the pressure about play calling and offensive stuff and, and sometimes you forget little things like like the hold that will alter a season because it comes down to a few plays between a win and a loss.
4: Well let me tell you, it was a lot of lot of time today on special teams in practice. So, uh, you know, they've played very well and uh, they were placing some emphasis on that today. All right, uh, you're right, Heath. Uh, Coach talked a little bit about play calling and uh, let our listeners know what he had to say.
3: Yeah, I mean, really his thing was it was his fault. You know, he's taken all of the blame. He said he's got to do better as a play caller, as a play designer. He's got to do better. He didn't think he did a good job in that game in the second half. And look, and uh, You know, you look at where Southern Miss is with a freshman quarterback. Sometimes freshman quarterbacks, you're going to have those type of games. Um, you're going to take the good with the bad. That's, that's part of it. Very rarely you have a freshman that comes in and it's almost perfect. And he also talked about Zach Wilkie, you know, having to learn to take more on even off the field and he's growing into that and those are adjustments he's having to make. So I think, uh, you know, just be, I think people, don't overreact. But this is what happens when you get a freshman at quarterback. There're gonna be mistakes made. And then Coach Hall even said, Look, I gotta do better as a play caller to even get him in better situations. So I think they'll change this week. This is just growing pains. This is gonna happen. Uh we thought that this year. This is you know, the team is at two and three right now, got some winnable games coming up, so it's a situation where this team this is a this is a cross point right now in the season for Southern Miss. How will they respond after that loss, after going to Troy, after, you know, getting beat handily by Troy, and how will this team respond with Arkansas State coming in and coming? I think this is a very big game coming up as far as can they get to six wins, can they get to that bowl.
2: This has got to be a little bit frustrating, though, Heath, because you hear Will Hall continually say offensively we're close. We're close. We're going to be good. You know, we're going to be good. Well, the defense is already there. And and to the layperson the question is, okay, when? You know, and how do how do you answer and I know Bob you had a chance to talk to Jordan Mahaffey earlier about, you know, the pressure on, on the defense when the when the offense does struggle. But when is it reasonable to expect an offense to to turn on, Heath?
3: I think this season you're gonna to have to look at it it's more of a Jeff Bauer type of deal where defense is gonna to have to win games. And you're going to have to get opportunistic and score uh, when you get really good chances too. Like when they got an interception, it returned the red zone one play, they scored. I think that's the type of season you're going to have to look at this year. I think Coach Hall's going to have to transfer portal, uh, get some more guys in, maybe put an emphasis on offense like you did with defense last season, last year in the transfer portal. I think this season you're going to have to look at like a bower. It's a team that's you're going to have to play really really solid defense. Get, get a little bit of contribution from the offense. Sometimes you're going to be outgained in the game, but you're going to have to have a special teams or a defensive touchdown or a turnover in each that sets you up really well. Probably going to be outgained a lot of the time, but it's all about the wins and losses. And Coach Bauer, that's what he – I mean, he won a few conference championships playing like that. So it can be done.
4: Yeah, look, look, I'm going to guess, though, that uh, what Coach Bauer would have said and what Coach Hall will say is, yeah, you can win games with defense, but you got to clean up the turnovers. You can't be turning the football over three or four times a game and thinking that your defense is constantly going to pull you out.
0: Yeah, exactly. And he, we didn't really talk about this yesterday. I think David Eckert mentioned it in passing, or Kelly did. But Golden Eagles had more offensive plays than Troy did. Like, if you look at it, I think it was like two or three Was a 61, 62 to like 58 ratio or 59 ratio, or uh, and so that tells you that the defense was was doing their job. And and I would ask you because Bob asked me this question yesterday. Get your take on it. I talked about it from a player's perspective. You can talk about it from an outside perspective. At what point does you know the offense basically look around and not apologize formally, but basically say, hey, we have a unbelievable defense, and now it's time for us to get it going like they have been.
3: I think that's what these next three games you are going to have to do. I think the offense is going to have to step up. They're going to have to give some help to the defense. I don't think they're going to have to score 40 points a game, but they're going to have to give some help to the defense. They're going to have to, you know, when you have second and two, or second and one, you can't end up punting on fourth and two because you went backwards on two straight running plays. That can't happen. Uh, the offense is going to have to step up. The offensive line is going to have to step up and man up and, and do some things there. So I think these next three games are a big teller if you see the Golden Eagles on offense move the ball. Do some things. People aren't expecting them to score 40 points a game. But this team's got to – they've got to be able to score two or three touchdowns a game. If I've said it before. If Zach Wilkie's having to throw the ball more than 30 times, it's probably not a good – sign that Southern Miss is gonna win the football game. This team win the football game, he's gonna you're gonna to have to hand the ball off and run the football and they've gotta do a better job at that. Now what that is, Coach Hall is gonna to have to design some stuff, but I think he would agree they're they're gonna have to run the ball better. They're gonna to have to get some movement up front. What they gotta to do to do that, we'll see.
2: And this and this game coming up should play right in to the Southern Miss offensive woes. Because people who have seen Arkansas State all year long have said They can't stop, you know, they can't play dead in a John Wayne Western defensively. All right, so if you've got an offense that's been struggling, but you've got a defense that can't stop anybody... This this will be a t- telltale sign.
4: Played dead in a John Wayne Western. Did you just say that? Yeah,
2: and well, that's that, old school
0: okay. football terminology, man. <laughs> yes, it that's is. Good stuff. That's right. Mark Taylor
3: used to use that. Remember that he? <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> so yes, he did. That's why I'm laughing under my breath when you said it. I couldn't yeah. help
2: it. And and to the millennials that might be listening, Google John Wayne. Yeah, How he, he
3: was pretty big.
2: <laughs> yeah, but but if Arkansas State is that bad defensively, the timing of this game probably couldn't be any better because you've got a Southern Miss that's been struggling against an Arkansas State defense that's been struggling. All right,
4: hold that thought, Heath. We've got about 30 seconds, yep. uh, we're going to hold you over. We're going to do more with uh, Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation. Quick reminder, you can hear the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast anytime you like on Apple Podcast, Audible, Google Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you can just tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. And you can also enjoy a delicious and hot Mobe Beignet while you're listening to the Eagle Hour on the podcast at Mo Bay Beignet. They're on Hardy Street right across from the Southern Miss campus. And, look, if you're coming into town this weekend for homecoming, you haven't been there, trust us when Love. we tell you you want to check it out. Yes, sir. If
0: Kelly was going to listen to a Eagle Hour podcast, how many beignets would he eat? Oh, it's... He would, he would order
4: a
2: dozen and then probably uh, go from there. So is there. Is there a state law as to how many we can have?
4: No. How many things of that syrup you think you could drink during an Eagle Hour podcast? Well, the, the portions are so small. I, yeah. I know. Is, yeah. All right, more, <laughs> more from Heath Hint. We'll also hear from Jason Brownlee and Jordan Mahaffey right after this.
1: Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle
2: Hour.
4: All right, we're glad you're on the Super Talk Radio Network. Wherever you're tuned in, welcome to the Super Talk Eagle Hour. This segment sponsored by Campus Bookmart at CampusBookmart.net. It is a great place to buy your homecoming apparel. I'll guarantee you that they have some right now on the shelves, waiting for you at every size. Uh, don't miss Kathleen, you heard her heard about it on the Eagle Hour. If you can't go there in person. Get online right now, campusbookmark.net. Make sure you get that delivered to your house before Homecoming Saturday. Special edition of the Eagle Hour coming up for Homecoming. We'll be talking about that a little later uh, in the show. And we'll be rejoining, of course, our buddy Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation. Now, the Golden Eagles did not have a good offensive night Saturday over at Troy. But what one player certainly did, that was Jason Brownlee. He had 12 receptions for over 100 yards and caught a touchdown pass he leads the team in receiving uh so far this year led the team in receiving last year a great kid from west point had a chance to uh, chat with him a little bit today after practice uh, here's what he had to say about his uh performance uh saturday night and, and what lies ahead for this football team Jason Brownlee on the Super Talk Eagle Hour, leading receiver for the Golden Eagles last year, leading receiver after five games this year. Big game for you uh, Saturday night, uh, 12 balls, a touchdown over 100 yards.
5: Uh, Your thoughts about the game? Um, I thought that we got better, um, like just moving – well, just got better, like just, you know, getting the ball out and taking what they give us. So, was the game plan coming in to get a lot
4: of balls to you, or did the game just materialize and, and you were the open man?
5: Yeah, it was just like I was the open man, and we was just taking what they was giving us. Like, they was playing off coverage, and they weren't trying to get beat deep, so we taking the hitches in. I'm turning them five-yard hitches to eight-yard, nine-ten-yard plays, play, you feel? What do you really show out at
4: is going up in the air and snatching the ball out of the air? That's that's like NFL quality
5: receiving. Is that the... is that? your best part of the game? Yes, sir. My best part is going up and getting the ball and attacking the ball at the highest point. Yeah, and so what's the strategy there? How, how do you go about doing that? You make it look so easy. Um, Just, you know, using my, my natural abilities to jump and use my long arms to, to extend and make big plays and just timing the ball, really. Like, you know, you just gotta, like, when the ball in the air, you just gotta time it, time it perfectly and just jump as high as you can. You play basketball in high school? Yes, sir. I've got to guess you liked basketball. Uh, Yeah, it was great. (laughs) I ain't like it more than football, though. All
4: right, tell us about your journey to Southern Miss. Started in high school. Tell us how you found your way
5: here. Um, I was in high school. You know, I played at uh, West Point High School, Greenways. You know, we won a lot of state championships there. But we was more of an I-formation type team, so... I really didn't, like, you know, couldn't become, like, a fully developed receiver there because we ran the ball, you know, a hundred times a game. So I only had, like, five catches, three catches a game, and it was straight fade ball. So, you know, leaving out of there, you know, I still did my thing there, and I still showed out. and um, But... Schools was like, you know, is he versatile and, you know, can he do anything else besides jump and catch the ball? So, you know, I had went to Juco. I had a couple of offers coming to of high school, but they weren't the ones I wanted. So I believed in myself and I went to, to Juco right and went to East Mississippi. That first year I ain't played play as much because so I was like just doing college thing, freshman, you know, just doing college thing, a normal kid to do. But I changed my mindset and I started working harder and changed my work ethic. And then I just started grinding. And then that, that next season I went off and I started getting offers and I got Southern Miss had Charlotte. I was committed to Charlotte and I was finna go to Charlotte but I decommitted and I committed here to Southern Miss because I felt like it was the best opportunity for me and I fit it right here and I was close to home so I chose Southern Miss and I came here and just been doing my thing ever since then.
4: All right, so you're the leading receiver last year. You're right now the leading receiver uh, on this year's team. Did you envision that when you came here?
5: Yes, sir. I envisioned everything. Like I already had it planned out. It was just up to me to continue to work hard and just do what I was supposed to do. and Everything else is going to take care of itself. All right, your expectations and the team's expectations uh, for the rest of the season. Just keep getting better and taking one game at a time and just keep working on the little things and just win.
4: Homecoming, is that any different for you guys, or are you prepared for it just like it's another football game?
5: Yes, yeah, it's, it's a big deal. You know, all the, uh, the all, all is coming back, the alumni is coming back, old players coming back to watch us play. And we just want to send them out with a good mission and, and a win and just play hard for them and also play hard for ourselves and continue to get better as the season progresses.
4: All right, Heath, really talented kid, can really go up, uh, you know, as I ask him about it and snatch the ball out of the air. He's the kind of kid that, uh, you know, if you throw the ball to him in congestion and you get it up elevated, you you feel really good about his ability to go get it and break it down for a big catch.
3: Absolutely. He made a, He made that catch in the end zone. That wasn't a good thrown pass by Wilkie. It was behind him, and he went up and, and still caught the ball. And then, look, the one in traffic he almost came up with, he was being held and yanked down, no flag. But uh, that was intercepted. He still almost made that catch. There's been some catches he's made, um, just over the top. He's able to. He just has great body control and great hands. When you watch him play, it's fun. Yeah, he, he can catch anything.
2: And he has he has the NFL prototype wide receiver body. He does. Yeah. You know. Now I don't know if he's going to be fast enough. I don't know what the NFL looks for. You know, as far as speed goes. But man, he is the prototypical NFL receiver. The way he looks, kind of like a
4: miniature Megatron.
2: Remember how he would
4: go up and get the yeah. ball?
2: Yeah, and and you're seeing more and more of these NFL receivers routinely catching the ball one handed. You know, on some of these plays. I mean, it's uh, just ridiculous how uh, good some of these uh, guys. You're
3: are. also seeing you're also seeing a lot of Southern Miss wide receivers in the NFL now too, making plays. Yeah, no question. So uh, it's uh, yeah, it's pretty common.
4: At best best receiver on the team is that fair to say?
3: Yes, best best hands, best. Uh, Best body control, absolutely. I don't know if he's the fastest receiver on the team. I don't think so. But overall, yeah, absolutely the best yeah. receiver on the
4: team. Luke, you got to figure a way to get the ball more to Brownlee, don't you, down the stretch here?
0: Yeah, I mean, they did, you know, with the 100-yard game. What I was a little disappointed about was, and Coach mentioned this yesterday, you know, we missed casting on the uh, – uh, I think it was a slant of, of something like that, but you got to you know what's you know what Brownlee can give you, and but you've got to assume from here on out that until you know Caston has another big game, they're going to double him. I mean, they're just going to drop a, a safety back there and dare us to throw it in double coverage. Although he can he can do that, but. I mean, you've you've got to have these other options. You got to find ways to get these other other guys. Last last Saturday was tough. They were as, as Jason said, they were forcing the hitch routes. But you've got to find other ways because if you really want to use Brownlee as he can be used, you've got to attack the defense with other parts of the passing game.
4: Great point. Caston was wide open on that uh, on that play that you're talking about, and uh, and just did not uh, get the ball to him. All right, Heath, uh, about two and a half minutes left. What what are the Golden Eagles got to brush up on, get right, in order to win this game Saturday night?
3: I think offense. I think uh, getting the ball to your playmakers, figuring out a way. You know, Coach Hall said uh, in the presser today that they were leaving Brownlee one-on-one, and that's why they were going to him so much, playing off, and he could take those five-yard little hitch pass turn eight, nine-yard gains. Got to figure out a way to get those other guys open. Uh, you got to figure out a way to get the running game going. I think if you can get the running game going, take some pressure off of uh, Wilkie we'll back there. A bunch of times, you know, Gore was having to wait on the guard and tackle to get through the wash just to to get the line of scrimmage. So that's got to be cleaned up. I, th- I think those are things that's got to be cleaned up. I think your defense is playing well. Special teams is playing well. If you just get some help from the offense, you win this game. It's, it's just. Uh, Right now, it's all about getting
2: the offense right. All right, so let's go ahead. Go ahead, Luke.
3: Let
0: me ask you one question about Arkie State again because I I think people don't realize this, but they will remember this name. James Blackman is their quarterback, and he's thrown for almost 1,500 yards, nine touchdowns. He was a former starter as a freshman, as a redshirt freshman at Florida State, Heath, and so it, it just seems like, you know, here's here's another quarterback just this past week with with uh, what uh, Troy had with, with their guy. I mean, it's another guy that has, has played football at the highest level in FBS.
3: Yeah, and if Southern Miss is always, it doesn't matter who's coaching, defense doesn't matter, always had issues with running quarterbacks, uh, quarterbacks who can move, and he can move and he can throw on the run. Uh, if you can limit that, then you can limit that offense. And I think that's what, uh, I think that's what they're going to plan on doing this week. You just got to limit him, limit his big playability. If you can do that, you can stand a pretty good chance of winning the game.
2: And here's here's the, probably the most simplistic view of this whole deal. With the Southern Miss offense, the way it's been playing, and we're basing it on the way they've been playing as a group, If you if your offense can score, say, 24 points, 24 points, Regardless of who you're playing the rest of the year, the Eagle defense is probably going to be up to the task of shutting the other team to less than 24 points. So let's let's hang on to the ball and just figure out a way to put up 20. I don't even care if they're defensive points. Right. Right, Just 24 points right. you hope would be enough. All right, Heath, and Big Gold Nation,
4: real quickly, how can people sign up to your website?
3: Just go to southernmiss.rivals.com or Google Big Gold Nation's. Click on subscribe. You can do it monthly by $8.99 a month or yearly by ninety nine ninety nine. It's 99 uh, It's cheaper per year. Come join us. Have a good time. Have a lot of good conversations. Uh, have a practice report up here in a little bit and be able to know what all went on today.
4: All right, buddy. As always, we appreciate you. Talk to you next week.
3: Thank you, guys. Have a blessed day.
4: All right. Eagle Hour continues. You're going to hear from Jordan Mahaffey and uh, talk some more defensive football, some programming notes as well. Stay tuned. Lots to come.
1: to the top.
4: Our thanks to from Big Old Nation uh, for joining us, as he does every Tuesday. This segment sponsored by 4th Street Bar & Grill. Great place to grab a great lunch uh, Monday through Friday, just $9.95. Great place to watch the big game. Anytime uh, Southern Miss is playing, you can bet they're on the TV at 4th Street Bar and & Grill. And uh, appreciate all that the slate of the guys do here for the Eagle Hour. Jody Lott, the mayor of the roost, just happened to wander in off the street. We've really got to start locking the door. But we let it get by us today, and Jody's here in the studio with us. And uh, All right, so you're here. Give us an update on fall baseball. Scott Berry's going to be on the show Thursday, but tell us what you know.
6: Uh, all I can say is you're going to need a program to know all the players this year. Uh, uh A lot of new players, Uh, I think. Uh, Oz is trying to put together a staff. I talked to him the other day, and uh, right now it's basically with him during the situation from last year. Uh, he's basically starting over just to see what he's got. Right.
4: But if, if you're in that situation, he's the guy you want.
6: No doubt. He's the guy you no want. No doubt. You want uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't care what kind of situation Oz is in. When the When the day's over, he yeah. will have it figured out.
4: No question. All right. Now, here's a big question, Jody. We were discussing this before you came in. We have a podcast, and, uh, you know, it's an hour long, about an hour long. And so we were trying to debate if we were to take Kelly to Mo Bay Beignet, which we should say your daughter and son in law on that fine yes. establishment, and started the podcast, how many hot beignets could Sander eat in that one hour? How many commercials? Uh well the the whole show is going to be about fifty minutes.
6: I I know a minimum of dozen. I'm going to say sixteen to eighteen, <laughs> and
2: I think I think you're both low. <laughs> if, I, if I was betting the over under, I would I would hammer the over. 16 to eighteen. I would hammer the just, over. Just yeah. put it
0: this way: so there's eighteen new faces on the Southern Miss baseball roster this year. So he at least will do one. Per, per new eagle, each, maybe new two one. per yeah. new eagle. That's
2: the That's least I can true. do. The, That's the least kind I of can guy do. you are,
4: Kelly. So your daughter Morgan, when we were down there a, a few weeks ago, and they were gracious to host us for two hours, had she ever seen people drink the topping the way Kelly did? It's supposed to be poured over the beignet.
6: Probably not. I mean, you know, Kelly got in there that day. He was a different animal. That's a different kind of customer. <laughs> <laughs> Now, now, my grandson has the ideal way of doing it. Uh huh. He hollows out the middle and pours
2: it in there. Well, I did you think about that, Kelly? Well, it's it's just a good thing it's not called Mobe Beignet Buffet. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah,
4: because, you know, he is banned from every Chinese buffet. <laughs> oh, in the yes. Pine Belt. He's not allowed in the yeah. building.
2: You go. Well, it. They, just, they just give me a time limit now. All right. <laughs> I can't be there for longer than an hour. You know? <laughs> so. Are we going to talk Southern Miss stuff here All now? Right. You want to talk
4: football? We 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 were talking uh, earlier about uh, how well defensively the team is playing, and you know, a kid and I and I mentioned this to you. Kid really catches my eye that when he comes off the bench is, is Jordan Mahaffey from Jones College. He comes in and he makes a lot of noise when he comes in. So I had a chance to uh, talk to him after practice today. I asked him about that and I asked him about uh, life here at Southern Miss. Here's Jordan Mahaffey. George Mahaffey from Jones College now a Golden Eagle on the Eagle Hour uh, you played football in South Mississippi junior college football now you kind of live in the dream uh
1: yeah it all started uh, about 45 minutes west from here at uh, West Marion, my high school and then I ended up just going straight to Jones and then uh Coach Hall wanted me to come home come play for him and I decided to take it here come play for the Eagles. You've caught our eye as we watch the team all year. You come in, you really have an impact when
4: you come in the game. You're part of that uh, increased depth that we're seeing defensively and boy, you're playing on a pretty good defensive football team.
1: Uh, I think the biggest thing for me is to show a lot of effort and then uh, Christian Booth, he's out there. He's our one. He's really good and I'm there at Back him up when he needs me to.
4: All right, so you put the
1: quarterback on the ground uh, Saturday night. Is that, that That's the objective of every defensive lineman, right? Uh, of course. Anytime we come off the ball, you want to sack the quarterback. It's, uh, it's honestly a pretty good feeling, too. Yeah, scale of 1 to 10, how much fun is it to put the quarterback flat of his back? Uh, a ten. All, all the way.
4: <laughs> all right, defensively, this team has been strong all year long. And uh, really, it's been the strength of the team. Tough question, but on a night when your offense is struggling like it did against Arkansas State, I'm sorry, against uh, against Troy, is there a, is there a frustration on the part of the defense, uh, or is it just you feel like you've just got to pick it up in that game?
1: I mean, there is, but we got to understand that. Just say one game, the defense was to do bad, then offense would have to step it up, and that's just kind of how a team works and how we we've like bought into the program here. If one's down, we pick them up and we keep fighting.
4: You played at an awfully good
1: junior college. What did you learn at Jones that helped you prepare for now? Uh, how to be a, a teammate, a player for uh, all my other te- my guys. How to work together as a group. And you're playing basically at home. Your family, your friends get to see you. Scale of 1 to 10, how much fun are you having? Uh, I love it. I love it here. I get to go home and see my family when I'm needed to. Uh, my, my family and my friends, my coaches, they all get to come watch me, and that's a pretty good feeling. We on the Eagle Hour look at still six, seven wins for this
4: team and, and a bowl game. Is that, is that the objective here?
1: Uh, that is the, the main objective is just to win, and then uh, we want to be the, the best defense possible.
4: All right, Luke, you saw this kid play at Jones. You do the color for Jones football. He's really caught my eye all year. Every, every time he comes in, it looks like he's right in the middle of things and, and brings energy to the defensive uh, front. Uh, I guess he was pretty good at Jones as well.
0: Yeah, Mahaffey was, was really good, and that's that's kind of a, a position at Jones that they pride themselves in. They've sent a lot to, to the next level remember Crawford went to Virginia Tech and finished his career at Southern Miss and Jordan's got a uh, teammate, Bredarius Lewis, right beside him, you know, playing on that D line. They were both at Jones last year, but yeah, Jordan's got a motor. He looked kind of scary. Uh, I don't know if it was last week or the week before. It kind of painted his face a little bit. So, you know, it was one of those dudes. You you, you have personalities on a team, and and uh, I like it when uh, when when guys you know take ownership of of a certain you know to go in with a, with a high motor. And like you said, he's he's right behind Christian Booth. But the point is, with this defensive line and what Brandon Lacey said, and we've seen it, there's no drop-off right? Um, but between the, the ones and the twos, and that's what it takes so to have a good defense.
2: And speaking of personalities, Bob, if I can go back to the, the interview that you had with Jason Brownlee. I don't know, listeners, you probably picked up on this, but while Bob was interviewing Jason <laughs> Brownlee... <laughs> Bob has a ringtone this month that is the the theme from the movie Halloween, and it was going off in the By background. In the pocket, yeah. Yeah, in your pocket, but somebody was trying to call Bob, and so the Halloween theme is playing, and Jason Brownlee was a little little worried. His eyes got real big.
4: He started looking around thinking maybe that the that the other Jason uh, was coming up on the scene. But he yeah. recognized the theme, didn't he? He recognized the theme. Great personality with these kids. It's just I have so much fun going out there because they're all they're all so friendly and they you can tell they like being interviewed and they're just so polite and appreciative.
0: Did any of them know that R&B reference you made yesterday, going uh, off air?
4: Only Kelly knew that, and uh, that goes. <laughs> I did uh, That goes to the uh, the Brady thing. So, Jody, you're sitting here now, now. Kelly came in yesterday just ranting and raving about Tom Brady getting.
2: Tackled, Preferential legally.
4: treatment in the league. Do you see that?
6: That was not a penalty. Thank you, Jody. Thank you, the man. The only <laughs> reason it was not a penalty is because it was Tom Brady.
0: Thank you oh, very nice. much. But even, even last night,
6: guys, last we had night, another
0: one with thing. Chris Jones, yeah. and that was almost like a strip sack on it, Patrick Mahomes. Okay, right.
6: right. Okay. Uh, I was watching a show before I got here, and that was the argument. Uh, they've already said – big meeting coming up to go over the rules they need to change that for because sure. the ball was out so how can you ha- last night so you can't have rough in the quarterback if the ball's loose
2: and and one of the NFL players in his in his twitter feed yesterday said and made a very good point he said it was tom brady's choice to play football at age forty-five in the National Football League, <laughs> That's great. and if he's choosing to play at forty-five years old, then he needs to take the risk like yeah. everybody else well, does. Uh, what his choices have cost him, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This yeah. year, particular in particular, uh,
4: yeah. Luke, I, I made this comment to Kelly when he came in my office today, ranting about Tom Brady again. <laughs> that if you that if you watched the the one last night, in a way, it was even worse. Because the defensive lineman had, number one, stripped the ball, and he tried, he braced himself with his arms when he hit the ground to keep keep his body weight off the quarterback.
6: Okay. Yeah, okay, that, and, Let, let's go back a week, Luke. When Tua got
0: hurt, he didn't even draw a flag. That was, and, and so and, they're trying to avoid that, but neither. But I mean, here's the thing both of those dudes that made those sacks. Was it Jarrett and Jones? And Jones. They they're not going to do what they did to Tua. I mean, there isn't like I, I get it, man. Like you want you're on defense, you want to crush, you want to hit people. I get all that, but nobody's going out there to to try to like give a dude brain damage, and rock, and so rock. both of those guys on Sunday and even last night. The both of those defensive linemen did everything they could to avoid it being the other way. I mean, Chris Jones last night was like, like, what do you want me to do? I weigh 325 pounds. But there,
2: but there was a play in the Bills Steelers game where Josh Allen was trying to run out of bounds and one of the Steelers clipped his knee. And that kind of started a big, but no flag was thrown on Josh Allen. Yeah. Now, If that was Tom Brady, you'd have been kicked out of the league. Troy, uh, Troy Aikman out said, of the
4: game for sure. Troy Aikman said last night they've got to take the dresses off the quarterback,
2: and he is catching flack this morning. He sure is. He and, is. And Bob, Bob did say that was Troy yes. Aikman that said that. Correct. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> All right, we'll be back.
0: To the Eagle Hour, the Eagle Hour, Southern Miss to the Top. Final segment on a Tuesday, as always, brought to you by D1 Training and D-Bat on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. D-Bat on the left. D1 on the right. Great facility. 70-yard indoor running facility. Home to Luke Johnson, 5240. D bat and D1, DbatHattiesburg.com. Luke, Bob, Kelly, and the mayor of the Roost, Jody Lott from the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Lady Eagles right now up in Jonesboro, Arkansas, the Lady Lady Red Wolves Classic. Fifth overall, finishing up their third round. They've shot seven over um, as a team. So looks like it should be a top five finish uh, for the Lady Eagles up there in arkansas good stuff and lady the the men on the other side like the lady eagles some improvement today they were uh, towards the bottom yesterday up in corvallis oregon right now sixth overall of 15 teams uh, they are trailing Kansas State, Washington State, Oregon State, Seattle, but Southern Miss right now in, in sixth place overall, shooting one over for the day. Ryan Dupuy in his second round yesterday shot a four under 68. And then, uh, you might want to check out, uh, southernmiss.com for the Lady Eagle. A basketball page. They are, have announced their non-conference promotional schedule. Lots of stuff, of course. Uh, that 11 a.m. game against William Carey's kind of become a yearly deal and, and an opportunity maybe for some schools to, uh, to go, uh, for a field trip, go watch the Lady Eagles play and different promotions throughout the season, honoring first responders. And there's, there's a lot of times, uh, you know, they'll, with these promotions, you can go in and, and they'll have posters there for you and your family. So just check it out on, uh, southernmiss.com women's basketball page.
4: All right. Right, I want to thank Southern Bancorp Studio. That's where we're broadcasting uh, today. I want to thank Southern Bancorp for sponsoring the studios here in Hattiesburg and Laura, We'll be leaving the studio tomorrow. We'll be at Coyote Point Meat Company uh, right down the street here on Highway 98. Uh, Patrick McGee will be joining us on the Eagle Hour tomorrow along with uh, Landon Payne. Uh, Kelly, a, a new signee, a new commitment for the baseball program from Pearl River.
2: Uh, Pearl River won the national championship last year, and uh, some people are saying the Wildcats might be even better this year. But Landon Payne, one of the one of the strong right arms that uh, that helped Pearl River win that natty. He has committed to Southern Miss, put it out on social media today. So Landon Payne will be with us tomorrow on the Eagle Hour. All
0: and- right. And, and so back, back to Jody and Bob, you can, you can take it. I, I just think people need to go on SouthernMiss.com. Like, uh, Jody was talking about all these new faces. You start looking through and some of those guys that we have been talking about now that they got names. And numbers. I mean, I'm just looking through. You know, you got at the very beginning: Etzel, Tate, Parker, Graham Crawford. That is number three, number four, number five, and that might reflect where they're going to be hitting in the batting order as well.
4: There you go. All right, Thursday, uh Scott Barry will be on the Eagle Hour to talk to us about fall baseball. Always uh, love our time uh, with Coach Barry. Also joining us will be Matt Stoltz from Arkansas State. He is the play-by-play voice, and then Friday. Two hours, Fuzzy's Tacos down at Midtown. Basketball coach Jay Ladner will be joining us. Uh, Will East from the Super Talk uh, Mississippi High School Scoreboard. Kelly is lining up the USM student government president and the director of homecoming activities as well. So it's going to be a homecoming broadcast, and we're going to have some of our buddies over, of course, from uh, Southern Bank Corps, and, uh, you know, we'll get Justin in uh, from Fuzzy's. And uh, we've we've never done a broadcast from Fuzzy's. Kelly, it hadn't been
2: fun. Yeah, that's for sure. And, you know, this week, Bob, starts some of the the games now in the Sun Belt where some of the games are going to be on broadcast on Wednesday nights. Southern Miss will host a Thursday night game on October 27th. I think it was a great move, by the way, for what it's worth, that they canceled classes that day so that the student body can really get into that game because I'm I'm really not sure how many kids would have gone to class that day anyway, quite frankly. Uh, So the Sun Belt now is – Really going to start getting in that national spotlight by playing some of these Wednesday and Thursday night games. The first one, tomorrow night. And, Luke, that's going to be the Thundering Herd and the Raging Cajuns,
0: right, tomorrow night? Yeah, raging Cajuns heading up to Huntington. Marshall's a 10-and-a-half-point favorite uh, up there. So Southern Miss, you know, throughout the the seasons in, in the Sun Belt, you'll start seeing this. We, we played some Tuesday and Wednesday night games back in the day, but I love this. This is the only college football game. Nothing's competing against it. No NFL game going on tomorrow night, and uh, somebody else gets to show off. Kelly, uh, we, we should ask with all your contacts on campus, are we going to get a couple of Dixie Darlins over there Friday just Why to make sure that, that, that live the elbows and the thumbs are in proper position?
2: Well, I, I think we could probably get them on there as long as they know that it's, it's something official. You know, if it's just me going up talking to them, they, they head for the hills. Well, God, I don't blame them.
4: But do you think you could work on that? Maybe <laughs> a Dixie darling, a cheerleader—that <laughs> would all Bob. be great
2: for the homecoming hill. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll see. Yeah.
0: How does and and this is just food for thought. How does Seymour ever make a like uh, Eagle Hour appearance? Like, how would that work?
4: Uh, it would have to be video, because you wouldn't yeah, be able he can't to hear. Say it. Anything. Yeah,
2: he can't say anything. No. Uh, I've, I've, I've just heard a little voice in there every once in a while saying, it's hot in here.
0: (laughs) Kelly, (laughs) Kelly, if you would have been at Southern Miss, would you have tried out for Seymour?
2: Actually, uh, when I was doing television, I did a segment. Where I was Seymour for a night. And you remember the left-hander, mm-hmm. Jack Duggan, Talk. I harassed him unmercifully yeah. down a courtside, thinking, you know, if you're dressed up as Seymour, you can get away with a lot of things. And it does get hot under there. Man, do those mascots work hard. All right, real
4: quickly, Jody, we're going to set up a beignet eating contest. We're going to maybe get an offensive lineman from the football team in center. Could you arrange that for us? We're we'll working on it.
2: Going to need corporate sponsorship because they're going to be making a lot of beignets. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah.
4: All right. Tomorrow, Coyote Point Meat Company on Highway 98. Hope you'll join us. Until then, Southern Miss. To the to top. To
2: the top. Sipping, sipping, sipping into the
1: future.
3: Fly like an eagle, to the sea.